0: And now back to Lifeline.
1: All right, we are back and we do have three lines open. We have a number of lines. If you want to call in and um, advance uh, dear sister Anne's thoughts on the sovereignty of God, I'd love to uh, conversate with you about that. Um, I think she had great insights as to um, our present president. And of course, I agree with her on the election having been so tampered with that it cannot but amount to um, a theft, but we will never ever hear that in the archives because the DOJ didn't even hear the cases. So this, again, is part of the cloudy uh, judgment that comes when the narrative is controlled by, by the media. We might hear it later on, a, a decade from now, but right now we're not going to hear um, that Biden stole the election, so you, you, know, you might as well settle that one and move forward. Uh, but what we can say is, as we just heard, we're still dealing with leadership that loves to blame other people for their own problems. And this is part of what critical race theory, the weakness of critical race theory, this stuff that's running through your schools now, is that it wants to blame the white man for all the problems going on in America. As if that's going to solve something. It's not. What it's gonna do is create more factions, more division, more instability, and more conflict. Biden just said the reason why the Taliban took over so quickly was because of the Trump policy. Now, if you're a passive thinker and you don't think well, you can go, yeah, I agree with that. But Trump made it very clear. He said, when we pull out, we will beef up our our, our troops. We will pull out administration first, American second, and then the sympathizers of the Afghanistan people. And then we will pull out our military. Why? Because the Taliban was already settled down. They were already calmed down. They're not going to fight 10,000 soldiers, 20,000 soldiers. But what the Biden administration started doing was pulling soldiers out. And this is why the president of Afghanistan said, hey, I'm out of here, too. He had no possible chance of defending himself or the people uh, under the present situation with the way in which uh, the Biden administration pulled the soldiers out. So quit blaming other people for the mistake you made. This is called, as Ann put it, being an adult. We make mistakes. Admit your mistakes. Correct your mistakes. And then keep it moving. This is the only way we're going to get out of the conundrum that we're dealing with in our world right now. We have to own our mistakes. Let me go to line number three. Let's see and talk with AJ in the Bay Area. AJ, are you there? AJ, on line three. If not, we can pick up somebody else. Are we there? Can you hear me? I can now. How are you,
2: man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've been listening uh, for a while. I've actually been trying to call for about 20, 30 minutes, <laughs> but I'm here yeah.
1: now. Yeah, cool. Now we've got phone line problems that I don't know if we'll ever fix. Anyhow, what's your
2: thoughts? Um, a couple of them. <clears throat> um, so about the, you had mentioned about being, um, conditioned and, um, you know, and, and I, I see that. And I'm wondering, um, you know, this is more from, like, um, you know, a Christian standpoint. Like, if if we're not out, I guess, and we're not evangelizing, you know, like, and we want, you know, we kind of make excuses for it, um, for, you know, unpreparation or that kind of thing. It, this is one question. Is that a consequence of, you know, of being conditioned to a point where you, you know, you feel too afraid of rejection or that you know the fear of man is setting in or is it actually or do you think it could actually be that you're really not prepared to share the word um like you should be and 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 as a result you don't want to darken counsel by you know by words without knowledge that's that's one question two sides two sides of
1: the same coin uh, on one on one level so i'm going to start with an assumption you're making and i know that assumption i feel it myself and that is yeah. that evangelism is you know you get up and go out with a bunch of tracks and you go around and you talk to people and you try to have a conversation about Jesus well okay. that wasn't that wasn't the evangelism of the first century that wasn't the way they did it uh, they okay. just went about their life so when we read Matthew hmm. chapter 20, 20 uh, eight uh, verse 19Go uh, um, ye into all the world and preach the gospel that that word "go" is not a verb that's uh that's an adjective and 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 the verb uh is actually preach the gospel as you go into all the world, preach the gospel, and what that means is as you live out your life in the world, whatever you do, if you're a student, if you are a carpenter, if you're a painter, if you're an electrician, if you're a doctor lawyer, as you live out your life, you are always prepared to share the gospel that's what that means. Okay. The reason why is because the people that take on the task of going and talking to people, you know, cold turkey, they are to be evangelists. their Their job is is as as the gift of evangelism. In other words, all of us are called to evangelize, but there are people who are gifted to do it, and they thrive. They thrive in conversation. They thrive talking to people on the street. They thrive at. Even the hostility and the debate, you got to be gifted to do that. That's not everybody's calling, but it is everybody's mm-hmm. calling to stand up and share the gospel in, in a normal context in which they live. And all of us know that because we we despise it when we don't. And you ought right. to, because yeah. those yeah. are the opportunities in which, in which we're to share the gospel. So I wanted to paint that picture because we got a little time. I wanted to paint the picture yeah. that what I'm talking about when I encourage us, AJ, Is that we don't, I don't want, I don't want us thinking that it's okay to compromise the gospel or be silent in a context where there's no threat. I mean, it's just an opportunity Mm -hmm. to say, hey, I'm a Christian. I don't hold that view. Can I share with you why? And that opens the door for the gospel sometimes by God uh, in our world. So Mm -hmm. really for us, it's about being ready. And and I don't think we are all together
2: ready. I heard that. Okay. Mm -hmm. The, the, um, the the other question is actually about um, when it when it seems like there is um, you know and a door open to share the truth because um, you know and I'm going to use work as the as the example but um, you know I I hear people kind of having their conversations about you know um, what's going on in the world and it tends to 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 be about um, you know the the vaccine or the shot and how um, you know the lie that they're they're hearing, which is telling them that you know um, there's only two pe- there's only two groups of people, and you know it's really this other people group that are causing everybody else to suffer. And so my question is because you know, and I had this experience where I tried to share true facts, um, you know, based on uh, research um, with this person, in a in, and I tried to do it in a way that wasn't. Um, you know, uh, aggressive or or arrogant, but just more in the the form of a question, like, you know, why do you believe that? And, you know, fast forward, the the end of the conversation was more of her holding to what she wanted to believe, and it was a struggle for me because I didn't know, um, okay, should I lead with the Word of God, or should I lead with, you know, empirical evidence, you know, based on, research about, you know, what I know. It's like, okay, on one hand, I want to share the gospel with her. You know, on the other hand, their topic was about, you know, this worldly matter. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, I'm caught in the middle because I want to, I want to share both. But in the end, she just, even though I, I could, I showed her, she still wanted to hold on to what she had been conditioned. To believe and I, it, it just, I'm, I don't know. I guess I, at some, someday I want to understand, you know, how that hypnotic effect is, is better somehow than the actual truth. Like why is it that, um, individuals will, will grasp on, you know, life and death to that lie than just rather than just accepting the truth. And I think there's got to be a correlation with. Um, you know, how the gospel affects people and also their rejection of it. Yeah. Well, that's a
1: lengthy, uh, that's a lengthy investigation. I want to talk about it. I'm going to take a break. And then when we come back on the other side of the break, we'll talk about secular matters being a premise for the gospel and, and we'll touch on the sticky subject of, of um, a personal bias. That's always going to be the bias is going to always be there. We have to know how to engage bias, too. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. You're listening to your host, Jesse Gistan. We're going to pay some bills and then we'll be right back after this short break. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time is six twenty three on the Monday edition of Lifeline. One line open if you want to join us in the conversation. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. And we're going back to line three with AJ and the Bay. Uh, so um, AJ, what what you know? The conversations today require a lot. Uh, conversations with people that is require you know just really careful thought to notice and be able to detect how much of their conversation is rooted in uh, what they know or just a strong tendency a bias towards what they want to believe. So if, if, if you're not quite capable of reading that, uh, indicating that, seeing the indicators that would say they have enough knowledge about the subject matter, let's say the vaccines, um, for me to actually insert some counter evidence as a talking point, um, and therefore from that counterpoint, uh, counter evidence talking point, be able to actually uh, draw out with them uh, the the implications of, of us actually being uh, propagandized, misinformed by the very people that are saying that we are doing the misinforming because obviously now, as you know. A lot of the truth of things that we had said way back in the beginning are starting to emerge. And the very people who were 100 percent pro-vaccine and wouldn't hear anything else and would assume that anybody holding any other position is apostate, anathema. As you said, the the binary uh, 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 conflict that the media is portraying. I had it happen to me today. Are you there with me, A.J.? Okay, so AJ is not there. So he's probably listening offline. So I I had this happen to me today. I was in a meeting today and one of the persons in the meeting was supposedly the spokesperson for um, this particular group. uh, And his job was to give everybody information about the 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 uh, vaccine issue Uh, because this had to do with the school district. And so when that person spoke up, the first thing that they spouted was, well, from what I hear, all of the problems lie in the people that are unvaccinated. The reason why we're having spikes everywhere is because of the unvaccinated. And it was easy for me to simply say, well, actually, that's not the whole truth. That's only a piece of information that you got from one direction. In fact, it's the oldest information. It's not the newest. I was able to talk about... The uh, the fact that the uh, latest updates are indicating that um, the percentage of people who are vaccinated versus the percentage of people who are not vaccinated are almost equal in terms of the variant and mutant strain that's taking place. And then I also uh, was aware of the fact that in Israel, 95 percent of the people are vaccinated and they're having a huge surge of the variant. I didn't I didn't drill him down really bad because I I knew that I had way more than enough information to share that with him. But what he did was settle in and realize, okay, maybe I better update my data. Maybe I need to spread my information source out into a broader scope of of application, because generally what people do, as you know, is they just listen to one group of people instead of listening to all sides. And if you don't listen to all sides, you really can't put together a helpful argument um, when you are trying to get people to move from their previous biased ridden position. So that requires discernment. And then to speak to you know the implications of, of, of bias in relationship to the gospel. Well, we know that mankind, apart from Christ, is biased against the gospel period. So that's not a hurdle that we worry about. Because if the opportunity to share the gospel occurs, we're doing that against the bias, period. We're not trying to persuade them. Only God can persuade them. We're trying to communicate the gospel as clearly and concisely without compromise or distortion or minimization as we can so that when we go away, we don't feel like somehow we were respecting men versus respecting God. And then you just leave it with them for the spirit of God to metabolize it in its own time. That is what that's about. And yes, sometimes that door will open at other times. It won't. Uh, you know, in the situation today, I was speaking from the standpoint of being a pastor. We were dealing with, you know, the uh, loan situation on our on our facility, Um uh, uh and so I, they know that i, I preached the gospel in fact i was able to speak to the whole of them from a, a religious standpoint without you know preaching but that w- that that was an advantage i had but in many cases all i'm doing is talking to people about the pros and cons and the uh, big picture of of what we're dealing with in terms of the covid and vaccine issue we are on a roller coaster now and this roller coaster is really an opportunity for us to talk about what used to be said at as true, which is no longer said as true, and something else is now being spotted as true, which means that which was said before as true was not true, and so now we have to be much more critical, all of us, vaccine people, unvaccine people, save people, unsaved people have to be much more critical about the uh, resources of data and information that we are um bringing into the scope of our understanding so we can actually be speaking in real time. So don't be, don't be anxious about that, that, you know, the opportunity will come again to uh, share facts about something that we're all a part of, because we're all a part of this. Yeah. This is not, this is not us versus them. Uh, if we can get the dialectic out of it in terms of politics, we, this is not us versus them. This is us. Uh, We we want no one to be injured or harmed. We want no one to take a vaccine and to suffer the horrific sicknesses that are right in front of my face. I have the virus report report in front of me. Tens of thousands of people minimally have died here in America since the beginning of the year and over uh, three quarters of a million have been injured and that will not be talked about. It will not be talked about because, as you learned last Monday, we are dealing with the noble lie. They will not tell you because they don't want you to stop taking the vaccine. But it's obvious the vaccine is not working because you got to still wear your mask, still social distance, still act as if you did not take the vaccine. So a lot for us to deal with, and we all got to deal with it together. Um, It's 630 on the spot. I'm going to take a hard break, then I'll come back and take the rest of your calls one 3675 329 one We are all in this together. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We are back. The time, 635. Let's go to line number four and talk with Idris and Hayward. Idris, are you there? Idris going once. Well. Idris going twice. Idris, are you there on line number four? Hey, man, what's going on?
3: Oh, I was about to say, I'm saying hello. I was like, don't do me like that, Lord. I just want to try to talk. <laughs> um, always good to hear you. Oh, so many great things. I'm going to be all over the place and I'm going to let you dissect it with your wisdom. So uh, um, the devil's conditioning is also God's preparation. You know, a lot of people don't realize that this is just God preparing us for what's to come, you know, but by the grace, we, we we were pretty aware that this is not the mark of the beast. And some people have even thought this is. And I said, if you think this is the mark of the beast, then you, you got to grow a little bit more in your walk. It, it ain't it ain't, it ain't time yet. And um, yeah, with the other brother that I was talking about, he doesn't know if sometimes he should, you know, approach people and share the gospel. I've learned that it takes wisdom and the grace of God to really do that. Like, I, I'm so happy that you said it doesn't just mean march up and, oh, I read an article about, or a scripture, let me just go out and save the world. No, 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 no. God God knows what he's doing, and he'll put us in a place at the right time. And um, um, the Bible always talks about, you know, find wisdom with God and man, sure. you know. And the thing about it is there are a lot of men who are not saved or don't live by the laws of God, but God will put us in a position to find favor with them. We saw that with Daniel and many other characters, because that's just what it is. He raises up the Nebuchadnezzar and what they want. So it's not just about pleasing Christians, but I think a lot of people don't truly understand God's sovereignty. I'm still learning about it more and more. And they underestimate the enemy's craftiness, you know, like exactly what's going on right now is this is the enemy's craftiness. We see it because, you know, we actually are looking beyond, but some people are like, you know what? People said that this is the end times and look at everybody's taking a vaccination, nothing happened. So this is just the conditioning, but it's God preparing us that. What if this was it? What if this is where you have to lose your job or take the thing or whatever it is, what they're doing right now. And what I realized is God's goal is to make us to eventually be ultimately dependent on him, not nothing else. And that's hard for a lot of us because we've been dependent on so many madman things that we said it's a blessing from God, but we got to depend on the blesser, not the blessing. And I thought, and I thought of the Daniels and I want you to cut it up. You know, Daniel lives for God. Excellent man. But him living for God eventually led him to the lion's den. Those lions should have tore him up, but instead, God intervened and said, I see your heart, I see your integrity, I see you, and I'm going to make sure that those animals don't tear you up. And that's the thing with a lot of these people that have been, if you've taken the vaccine, look, we understand that some of us are in situations where we don't have to. But God, God is more powerful than some janky life with this people vaccine, but this is preparation of what's to come. So I'm not through a lot of things that you uh, passed. And I just want you to affect everything. Love your show. I love you, too, man.
1: Uh, it's only about four categories, major categories that you laid out, uh, which which is good. And 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 uh, I appreciate you actually tag teaming with A.J. because, you know, these are the difficult times in which the believer that's serious about his walk with God has to determine how exactly to do that walk, and that's what you're talking about. When you use the term wisdom, that's huge in this sense, that um, a lot of the visuals that Christians have about evangelism are rooted in a kind of Hollywood approach to it. We've done Christianity so bad in America over the last 50, 60, 70 years, a lot of it was uh, your, your, uh, big stage Christianity, your big tent, I must admit a lot of it was tricanery. A lot of it was showmanship. A lot of it was the folly of man. <clears throat> we still don't want to own it. I'm glad Billy Graham did. Others won't, uh, uh, you know, and people were, uh, they were used to the tradition of coming out to the tent, hearing the fiery preacher, hearing the organ play, and then coming up to the altar and making a decision for Jesus, um, you know, notwithstanding all that over time, what we discover is here we are in the 21st century and the shallow shallowness of the church is uh, at an all time low. If we're talking about the stony ground or the shallow ground here, that's where we are. So a lot of that stuff that went on 40, 50 years ago has to be questioned in terms of its substance. But you're right <clears throat> when it when it comes to sharing the gospel with people. As I stated to AJ, we want to look for a door opening, not kicking doors in, uh, unless you just want to offend somebody. And if that's the case, largely what you want to do is hear yourself. So, you, you know, there's a lot of ego and in, in people going out telling people about Jesus. And of course, God resists the proud. This is why if he loves you, and he does, he won't let you be successful in sharing the gospel if it's rooted in pride. This is where Mr. Charles Haddon Spurgeon can help us in the Soul Winner's Manual. Excuse me, because Charles Haddon Spurgeon will tell you, uh, your heart has to be right with God where that you love what God loves. And that would be loving the lost sinner for the purpose of sharing the gospel with him from the standpoint of waiting on God being sensitive to a door being open and then speaking contextually to that person so that indeed it's God working through you. It is not just you spouting a bunch of Bible verses, because again, you want to do a Bible study in two minutes. Um, That's not evangelism. And then you talked about favor. It's just so true. I mean, when you look at the prophets in the Old Testament, uh, David is, I mean, uh, Daniel is just one. Joseph is another. Uh, Ezra is another uh, Nehemiah is another, and Sister Esther is the queen of it, uh, no pun intended, um, where uh, when, when men and women want to hear about God, it's going to be because the believer is collaborating with God, collaborating with God. That's what 2 Corinthians 6.1 is saying. We then together as workers with him. So we want to work with God to reach people. That means we want to wait on God, hear from God, discern the time and then be ready to share according to the context and sometimes you're not going to be sharing that day it, it might even require you to um to be around people for a week a month or a year or so and they just watch you because i can tell you uh, folks are tired of empty uh, vacuous uh, shallow Christianity. They're tired of that kind of presentation because it, it's oh, already filled. It's already filled with um, the evidences of hypocrisy and right. uh, and scandal, and so they don't want to hear yeah. that. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. moving to the other thing that I think was good too, and that is discerning where we are in relationship to where we're going. You made two very good points that we need to keep in mind. No, we're not at the level of pressure that we would constitute that scenario of Revelation 13. By analogy, we're moving into it because the pressures are there. The pressures of government trying to compel us to do something that we don't want to do, they're there. So by analogy, it's there because it made it clear if you do not receive the mark of the beast, you will not live. Uh, and you won't be able to buy and sell. That analogy is it, but it has always worked its way throughout uh, church history and world history where people groups have been pressured by totalitarian governments as ours is becoming to uh, give up their freedoms in order to come up under the servitude of the state. But we are being conditioned, as you stated, conditioned. But at the same time, we're also, if we're true believers, We're also being spiritually conditioned to actually now work out our salvation in fear and trembling before God, strengthen our faith by taking root downward in order to bear fruit upward in order that when the pressure comes the second time around, because it will come, we will be awake to the mistakes we made this time. We will have prayed to God, asked for strength, asked for humility, asked for giftedness, ask for repositioning so that we can be more honorable the next time it comes. We won't be under the delusion, that strong delusion of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9. We won't be under that delusion because we will know the methods and strategies of the adversary. And the next time around, hopefully, we will be better prepared to say no to the world, say no to the devil, say no to the flesh, because Jesus bore our sin on on the cross, and he rose again the third day for our justification. And he said it very plainly to you and me. He said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. He also said, take up your cross and follow me. He also said, if you suffer with me, you will reign with me. And Christians have to get a better handle on suffering theology. Without it, you will make the choice of living after the flesh. And if you do, you will die. But if you do through the flesh, through the spirit, rather, continue to mortify, mortify, continue to mortify the deeds of the flesh, you shall live. And that is what we have to learn today, how to not fear man, but fear God and be confident in the God that we fear, that he will get us through this as he did Daniel, as he did Joseph, as he did Ezra, as he did Nehemiah, as he did Esther. Thank you for the call, my dear brother. Got to take a break. When we come back, we'll finish on the other side of this break. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back.
0: And now back to Lifeline.
1: We are back. The time five six fifty on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Let's go to line two and see if we have Misty in San Francisco. Misty, are you there? Hey. She might. Uh, uh, are you there, sis? Oh. Yeah, I'm here.
4: What's up? I'm in a vi- I'm in a very serious mood. Um what we see out here, unfortunately, is we just see a very seriously messed up generation. I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable. All you have to do is go on Facebook and just read the comments and then just go from there. And I still see the churches home watching movies. I mean, the Christians that I know, if I talk to them, I'm like, what'd you do last night? Oh, I watched a movie. Oh, I watched on Home Command, or this and that, whatever. I mean, you know, I've been on the front lines. I've never met a Christian out here. Never. No. Maybe two in in, in 35. Uh, but all I'm trying to say is basically the lies that you have going on that we know about, okay, in regarding to the vaccine and this and that. Okay, the non vaccines are the bad ones, and they made this whole thing happen. Give me a break. I want people to put their masks on so that I'm safe. And you know what? If I'm maybe sick from a certain place, so be it, because it only red flags that person as they're so far on the left that they can't even see straight, and they, they are not even believing in anything that's the truth, and the deception is there. And I wanted to give a couple tips on evangelism, okay? Sure. It is a mandate for everybody, but it isn't a call, but yep. for a yep. few, like you yep. said. Yep. Now, when somebody tries to evangelize, they're kind of going, well, hey, you know, I better do it. It looks like the end of times is coming. Okay, this end of time has been falling on me for 40 years. It's very stressful. Now, when you evangelize, this is the way I look at it. The time is short. You don't try to have this great conversation and everything goes smooth. The gospel is an offense. Yep. People are going to be offended by it. Now, if you can prick their spirit with something that they will not forget, that's really all that matters. Yep. If you get in an argument, that's okay. If they get agitated, which they will, that's okay. If they try to tell you that everything is is, there, is their way, which is ridiculous, yep. you cannot change them. No matter how hard you try, it is just not going to happen. And when you you know you think that irritates you one or two times, try doing it fifteen times a day for forty years. It's to the point where you just can't even believe that you have to deal with what. <laughs> What for? Who isn't going to go, oh, my God, I see the light. It totally makes sense. I understand what you're saying. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So basically what you've kind of got to realize is, you know what? God came to bring truth, but he came to bring sword. And in whatever measure that God uses you to use that sword, it's going to be different with everybody. Then, you know, okay, for example, I, so to speak, 86, Uh, somebody today because I was sharing the gospel in certain ways and they came back with this. It's a long story. I'm not going to go into the details, uh, but basically they came back with this scenario of, well, if you're going to talk about any of this, then, you know, I'm not going to talk about that. Well, it's like, you know what? This is what I talk about is a part of who I am. So basically your soul is more important to me than my relationship with you because God's got it figured out. You know, the people that are going to sit around and appease you all day of the week and they're going to be your friend and feed you sugar, that doesn't mean that they're your friends. It means they're watching your soul go to hell. True. So sometimes, you know, you have to just, uh, you have to be sensitive, like you said, to the spirit, you know, unfortunately, you know, I am sensitive, but I also have a very, I, I'm in war. Now, that is what we're dealing with here. And when people realize that it doesn't like they're looking for this thing to happen. They're going, Oh the rapture's gonna come like, this thing, the anti this has been happening for decades. Yeah. Those of us who have been standing for the truth have been cast out, spit out, tortured, pushed out, shoved out, tated out, lied out, slandered out, you name it. And uh you know, I'm sorry to say, but I still see apathy. <sighs> I know we're trying our best, but you know what? People aren't suffering for it. They're not suffering for it. And, um, you know, there's some people that are really suffering right now, like we've got people in these other countries, okay? And they don't even have the truth. Now, obviously, God and Jesus needs to flood Afghanistan, with the truth and start some wild revival amidst this trauma true but you know i mean now we see the lies rising up from under the cover like oh the trump supporters they're evil they're bad they're they're uh they're uh uh racist really i was baptized in the black church i was the only white chick in there okay so give me another lie please now you see like you said they painted on oh everything's great we all have freedom we all have marijuana we all have gay rights we all have abortion we have freedom okay you know what it's not freedom when we're living outside of the the lines because the world is enmity with god everything is reversed. i <laughs> yep. i've got another another big fish on the line okay and they're receptive which is more than I can say about other things. There's a lot of things in the way of it. I just had to pull another 86er Twister on that one. But it was two, the last two hours. Sure. But that's going to do That's gonna do a loopy loop. That one's going to do a loop like, oh, can you please you know, give me this and show me that more? So that one will come around, as I know. But most of them are going to give you uh, the fingers, And they are not going to change, and they don't want to hear about it. But you know what? You have to suffer for it. That's the way I see it. I don't see it. It's not like a party. (laughs) I'm still waiting for some flowers for somebody to actually step up and be like, you know what? It's totally time. (laughs) This girl here gets, you know, whatever. I was like, no. They're just, like, not going to hear it. And the saddest thing for me is when I go on Facebook or something like that, and you see every belief. I mean, they're believing in things that are just ridiculous. You know, science fiction, and we're going to go to Mars, you know, that's just pathetic if we go to Mars. Because the last thing we need to do is ruin another (laughs) planet. And uh, all the fallout that's going to come from that. So, you know, we're not sci-fi. We're not zombies. We're not, and it's not all astral projection. And it's like, I mean, just like reality. And we're on Earth. There's trees here. We got to get into reality here. And then we have the spirit world. And we have to understand that the spirit world is doing what it's doing. And it's very tricky. I'll tell you, the one point that the guy made that I agree with is the enemy is absolutely crafting.
1: Yep.
4: He can just be, even the the elect. And you know what? It's just like, if we all get out of here, it's by the hair. (laughs) It's by the hair of our
1: head if the we have the skin of our it, teeth
4: it, yeah whatever you know what i mean
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah look, I, I, I got your brother. you brother know, god bless you look. please
4: pray, said, pray for these souls that i got on the fire please
1: missy you said a lot of good things it's so true this is not easy none of this is easy and we got to stop believing that it's easy and we have to be oh, committed to the hard work Look. Come
4: on! I want to see some. I want to. I want to run into a warrior now and again. You know, accidentally. You Let's say I'm you walking will. down a corner and someone's going to go, "Hey, I'm a warrior." I want to see that, not just not just one of the drug warriors but from the corner. No, you that will one. see
1: it. You will see it. Okay. It, it will. It one, will have please to happen.
4: Play for, we play, will. Play for the ones on the fire right now, please.
1: We will. We will. We. Our music is bringing us to the end of the time. I'll see a lot of you guys on Saturday. I'm so big. Keep your eyes on Christ. God bless you.